We are on concluding our series on habits. Um, here at Grace Capital Church, though, we are on a singular mission to reach the lost, care for the least, and train the found. I'm so excited about um, our mission strategy. Thank you so much, Victoria, for leading us into that. Um, but here we go, finishing up our little mini-series on habits. I've got to ask you some things. I get you thinking about some things for a minute. I, do you think that you ever thought that you'd ever live paycheck to paycheck, that you would maybe lose your house because you don't have financial backing, uh, a financial structure? Did you ever think that you would be overweight and that, um, that, that you would be in poor health? Did you ever think that somehow you would be addicted and out of control? Did you think maybe you were just going to live a mediocre life and have no passion, no drive, no vision, and you're left with regrets and wasted time? Did you ever think that you would get there? That's what habits do. It's those little small, little incremental things that either lead you to big positive results or big negative results. See, we rarely end up at the wrong place because of one poor decision. We end up in the wrong place because it's one step and one day at a time accumulated over time that creates these end results. You know, we, we don't want this headline, right? Battled with um, our weight all their life and then died early of a heart attack and didn't get a chance to see their grandbabies. Or she cheated on him and, and they divorced two years later. We talk about the big event, but we don't realize what happened. It wasn't that one decision that one, lack poor, that one poor decision of lack of judgment. It was habits along the way that built up to that one big thing. See, it just wasn't that you got let go of your job for uh, lack of performance. It was lack of performance time and time and time again, and you got let go. You know, in Judges 16, I, I like this because it's so much of the time we, we think about um, we, we talk about the big story, right? What happens? We know Samson in Judges 16, verse 1, it says, One day, can we say one day? One day, one day Samson went to Gaza where he saw a prostitute. Now, Samson wasn't from Gaza. He was from a town that was 25 miles away from there. And he had to keep his Fitbit going, and it took 56,000 steps to get to Gaza. He measured it on his watch. And, and each step of the way, do you not think that he was determining why he was going to, um, to Gaza? By the way, that's the, Philippi, uh, the, the Philistines' headquarters, which, is, which was their enemy. And yet he was going to take his life and he put it at risk and then he was going to intentionally go and find a prostitute and that was the beginning of some very poor decisions that Samson really had his life ruined over. God gave him so much, right? God gave Samson so much. But it was 56,000 steps of little decisions along the way going the wrong direction until he found himself making a poor decision. I want to let you know this, this series, I want, to, I want to give a shout out for a couple uh, of people that have really helped shape this. One inspired by Craig Groeschel from Life 
church, and then also James Clear from Atomic Habits, along with the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, but in the instruction of the Word of God. So we don't get to a bad place all at once, right? It's, it's these one habit after another. So the very first week, we have to realize we have to focus on the who before the what. Who do you want to become? Who do you want to be known for? Do you want to be a, a godly father, a faithful husband, uh, a person who is uh, faithful to God and others, and that is a, that's salt and light into our world? Who do you want to become before that determines what you're going to do, what habits you put in place, or what habits do you need to stop um, doing. So last week we talked about how do you have good habits, and you're not going to start creating a whole list of them. You're going to pick one or two, and you say, I'm going to start doing that. Did anybody start a good habit this week? Anybody? Okay, I know, I know you're saying I already started my good habits in the beginning of the year, right? But, but here's the deal. We're going to keep you going there. And we said, how to make a good habit? You make it, you make it easy and make it, make it obvious, right? Make it easy and make it obvious. You want to start reading your Bible? Put your Bible on your pillow uh, that morning for the night when you're going to go to bed at night. You're going to see it. You're going to make it easy. You're going to make it obvious. That's how you form a good habit. Today, we're going to be talking about how do you get rid of a bad habit, And there's ways to do that too. But James, the brother of Jesus, uh, chapter 1, verse 21 says this. So get rid of every filthy habit and all wicked conduct. Submit to God and accept the word that that he plants in your heart, which is able to save you. We're instructed, the brother of Jesus, James. So get rid of every filthy habit. And we, we know we have habits that are probably not best for us, whether they're health habits or social media habits or whether they are um, just addiction habits. So here's the interesting thing about habits. Good habits and bad habits work the opposite way. So a good habit is really hard at first, but if you stay with it, it will pay you off big time in the end but it's really hard, right? It's early in the morning. You want to start getting physically fit. You're going to have to get up early to go running and you get up and it's like, it's early. Then you go outside, it's cold. I don't like that. But nine months later, you realize that you feel more energetic and you've shed some pounds and you feel great about your life. But it took a lot of energy and hard work to get you going. The opposite though is true of a bad habit. The bad habit gives you your reward early, but cumulatively over time, then creates the big event. Good habit, your reward comes later. Bad habit, the reward comes early. And this is why you get into bad habits. That's why people get addicted, whether it's the hit of dopamine or whether it's the quickly feel good. You know, you, you, you have those little moments where, well, actually, we're going to be talking about that, those little triggers, right? We said in every habit, there is a, a trigger, an action, and then a result, a trigger, action, result. So, so we got to be thinking about how do we, okay, break a bad habit? How do we break a habit? Well, first of all, you have to acknowledge it. You have to acknowledge it. It's too easy to be like, one, kids say this all the time, well, everybody's doing it. Or then you start 
because you're watching it on TV or seeing it on social media. Well, the world does it. But let me tell you, you cannot defeat what you cannot define. You cannot defeat what you cannot define. And so you need to begin to acknowledge what's this bad habit that you want to do. So maybe it's an attitude thing. You've got a critical spirit, complaining heart, you know, or a gossiping tongue. I know you prayer warriors. You're just like, you know what? We've got to pray for so-and-so. Are you really wanting to pray for somebody or are you just trying to tell on them? <laughs> right? <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm telling you, those who are genuine prayer warriors, I didn't put you in that category, by the way. I'm just saying it's all too easy to say, hey, can you just pray for so-and-so? Did you hear what just took place? Did you really want to pray for them or do you want to have a tell the story? Maybe it's overeating, sweets, fast food, snacks. Or maybe it's like you want to break some of the, your digital habits, video games, social media, binge watching. Maybe it's pornography. Maybe it is uh, you're just attached to your mobile device. Have you ever had somebody like suggest to you that you like not have your mobile device with you for a while? Did you start to like have a panic feeling? Start breathing heavier? Or that moment that you actually misplaced it somewhere that everything else in the world drops at that moment until you find that phone. Your life depends on the phone. Um Maybe that might be a habit that you want to <laughs> create some space from. I know for me, I have a, a, the understanding a habit of talking about a good habit, a good habit of, of on your Sabbath, picking one day that you just, on your Sabbath, leave your phone somewhere different and you stay disconnected from it. I know one of the great things that this church has done, um, we have a policy at Grace Capital Church that allows um, pastors have been on staff for 10 years to take a sabbatical. And guess what? I'm taking a sabbatical this year. Not... So are you excited I'm going to be gone or are you excited for me? <laughs> I just got really insecure there for a moment. <laughs> yes, he's going to be gone. No, I, I, get, I knew what you were saying. It's not going to be till the summertime, but, um, but we're starting to plan for it. It's really great. And a time to be refreshed and renewed so I can come back with, with renewed passion and energy to bring us into the next 10 years if the Lord tarries for what he has for us. Amen. But anyways, how do we break bad habits? Okay, maybe it's, it's substance, right? Maybe it's sugar, it's nicotine, it's prescription drugs, alcohol. So what do you need to cut out? And, and I want to encourage you. I know we all probably have a list of three or four items that we want to kind of like, ah, that's probably not the best habit. But I want to encourage you, you just pick one. Pick one. So here it is. Remember, we've got to, we've got to understand our, our cycle, our habit cycle. It's the trigger, it's the action, and then it's the reward. Trigger, action, reward. So the way you break a bad habit is that, first of all, is you've got to make it really difficult to do. So opposed to a good habit, you want to make it as easy as possible for you to do. With a bad habit, you want to make it difficult to do, right? Because if you are in the habit of always having some donuts on the counter in the morning and you want to get rid of donuts, probably not a super great idea just to keep the donuts on the counter. Because it's going to be too easy. You know, you know, like you'll be praying, God, I have so much willpower. I... 
you know, greater is he that's in me than it's in the world, or greater is he that's in me than it's those donuts I can overcome, right? And then that's fine. The first two hours are great, but then it's kind of like, all right, well, maybe I need to wean myself off of this, and so you just take half, right? So you did great for two hours, then you went half, and then, and then you're just like, you walk by again and says, well, the other half is lonely, and it looks pathetic just sitting there, and I will just... I just got to do, I just got to, I'll finish it today. Tomorrow we'll start afresh, right? You've been there. That's why you're laughing because I've been there. You've been there. And then you have the remorse, you know, the, uh, the eating remorse. And then, and then it's like, see, I can't do it. Well, the problem is you can do it, but you just made it too easy for yourself to fail. Yes, pray. Yes, be in God's word. Yes, ask for his strength for sure, but make it hard to do. So, so first of all, watch your triggers. Our habits typically are based around triggers, right? So look for your place, your time, your mood, your moment, or the people that you're around. And so if there are triggers that are happening every single time, they're like, okay, I'm bored, it's late at night, and you, uh, that's when you go and look on things on the internet that you shouldn't be looking at, right? Or I'm going to binge on Netflix, Right, so there's a place and a time, a mood. So you want to disrupt that and saying, you know what? I just want to make sure maybe I should get, change my sleeping habits. Maybe I should go to bed earlier. Maybe I should make sure I'm never alone at this certain time because this is the time I do this activity. Right, you, you have to change those places of tr- triggers. Or maybe it's kind of like, hey, you know what? When I fail a test at school or something, you know what? I, we go out with friends and, and we, you know sneak a smoke because it makes me feel better. I feel a fix. Like, okay, first of all, who are those friends? By the way, the Bible does talk about um, the company that we keep. You know, Proverbs 13, 20 says, walk with the wise and become wise for a companion of fools suffers harm. So, So who are your friends? Who do you hang out with? Interestingly enough, there's a study done of, they tracked 12,000 people for 32 years. That's an incredible study, actually. 12,000 people for 32 years. And what they found is you become the people you hang out with. If uh, people decide to say, you know what, we're going to get healthy and we're going to get fit, their friends, their obese friends even, they were saying in the study, 57% of them became fit because they hung around with those people. So you know, who do you want to become? Do you want to become more Christ-like? Do you want to um, become a more godly father, godly mother? Do you want to be a person of faith? Do you want to eat right? Do you want to feel physically fit? Well, start hanging around with people who are doing those things. I know Dave Ramsey in our Financial Peace University. By the way, the church has purchased a Ramsey Plus subscription for every single one of you. Typically, if you take our Financial Peace University class, it's $129. The church is taking care of it. You have access to all those videos. You can just go actually onto our app and just scroll down to Ramsey Plus. All that information, there's great content on there for you for free that we, the church, has, uh, has purchased for you. But what Dave Ramsey says, if you don't want to be broke, don't hang around broke people. Right? 
So the company that we keep is, is part of this people, these triggers that we, that we have. But, but watch your moods, right? It's like, man, I feel bummed out. I, I deserve a Twinkie today because I feel bummed out. That's my reward for feeling bummed. Well, that's your trigger. Watch it. The next time you feel, feel bummed, you got to figure something else out. Trigger, action, reward. So you know your triggers. Now your action, make those actions really hard. Do not have a stash of Twinkies in the back of your cupboard for that special moment. Just clear it out, right? And you got to make it really difficult for yourself. First Corinthians 15.33 says this. Do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. I, I really want to encourage the young people in this room. Us a little bit older, we, we kind of maybe hopefully have learned that lesson. But, but we really become the people we hang around. That's why I love our youth group and our young adults group here at Grace Capital Church. Because they're doing a lot of hanging out together. And these are the people that are there to encourage each other to, you know what? When you slip and fall and fail, they're there to one pick you back up, but also point you to Jesus. As opposed to, in the world, slip, fall, and fail, be like, good job! Let's do it again! And because they want to be, also feel good about their poor choices and mistakes. So for those of you who just really are just saying, you know what, I want to be more diligent in the morning, get up a little bit earlier, and you have a habit of hitting the, this is real practical, hit the snooze button, not once, not twice, multiple times. I'm not going to say how many times. I got a little trick for you, right? You got to make it, um, you, you got to make it hard to hit the snooze button. So put your clock somewhere where you have to get out of bed to hit it, to turn it off. And then when you're already out of bed, it's like, I'm already up. That one's free, by the way. I, I won't charge for that one. Ah, uh, it's nothing new, right? You've all heard that before. So, so here's the thing. To change a bad habit is you've got to be very aware of what you want to change, number one. Don't try to change everything at once. Figure out that one thing. Understand your trigger. Understand your action. Disrupt your action Make sure the trigger is, is, is you un understand what that trigger is. If you're going, like, you're on a sports team, and every time you, you're done with a sports team, well, I know I used to play soccer in the summer, and it was a habit to, that guys would pull out their coolers after the end of the game and start drinking. And so if you're kind of like, you know what, I probably shouldn't be consuming uh, so much alcohol, then, then you'd be like, you know what, maybe I need to find another team that doesn't do that. So that's the people trigger, right? People, place, the mood, the emotion. Figure that stuff out. And then you want to disrupt that activity. You see, bad habits, I, I think, are really tricky because they, they do give you a reward. Bad this is the reason they become the habits, right? It's the dopamine hit. It's the quickly feel good. It's, it soothes us for the moment. But it always bites us really hard over time. Because as we said, those cumulative bad habits will eventually lead to a big event. And that big event would, can only take place as long as those 
little small habits were there before it. So let's kick those bad habits early and now, and then you will not have that big life-altering event that God never intended for you to have. See, Zechariah 4.10 says, Do not despise these small beginnings, for the Lord rejoices to see the work begin. Just like you made a decision to start a good habit. Hopefully you are, some of your good habits are getting closer to Jesus, right? The habits that get you closer. I'm going to pray more. I'm going to read my Bible. I'm going to be involved in a life group. I'm going to go to church more regularly. I'm going to be faithful in my giving. I'm going to, right, what is that habit that the Lord is really encouraging you on? But it's going to draw you closer because cumulatively over time, you're going to like, oh man, I started going to church more regularly and I started giving. And, and now I'm realizing nine months later, I have this amazing close relationship with God that I never thought I had before or I could ever have. But remember, the reward doesn't typically come right away like a bad habit. The reward for a good habit comes with a cumulative effort. That's why I love that illustration of those little dominoes because it seems like same, 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 same size, same size, same activity, same activity. Then all of a sudden, boom, bigger, bigger, bigger. It's amazing what God could do through your life through a simple, consistent habit over time, good habit. But too often, we, we don't always look at our bad habits in the same light of the big effect that it can have over time. And again, this is the deception that the enemy gives us, is that we begin to start saying, it's just a little thing. It's just a little thing. It's a little thing until it's no longer a little thing. And then it's like, how did we get here? And then you look back and said, like, I, I just wish I... I wouldn't, I wouldn't have done that. I wish I would have stopped that way early on. My marriage would have been still together. I, I wish I would have, you know, put alcohol in its right place in my life early on so it never got a grip on my life. I wish that I, I you know, when I started smoking, it was just like on the weekends and I, I wish that never was a part of my life because now I've got lung cancer and I'm not gonna be able to see my grandkids. I wish, I wish. Can I just tell you one more thing about um, the company that we keep? I'm also convinced that the amount of time that we watch something and the content that we watch actually shapes you the same as being around the company that you keep. I would, really guard, I would really encourage you to guard what you are watching and the amount that you're watching. It's on social media. It is on our, our, our streaming devices. These shows that we get, you know, addicted to that like run season after season that have sketchy language, that has sketchy scenes, that promote things that would not be godly. And it's too easy for you to begin to say, well, that's normal. And, and therefore, we become dulled to the fact that, that 
we're being influenced by those things. The way I do it for my own life is I always gauge of like, and I do this with news, because I could find I, I get more focused on world news and I could my mind can go to not always great places. You think it's just news. But I'm always saying, how much time do I scroll looking at the news comparatively to how much I'm in the Word of God? And I do that for myself because if I'm spending more time understanding what's going on in the world, which is important, by the way, more than what's going on in God's Word and how God's Word is reflecting in my heart, I am actually still going to become more like the world than I'm going to be transformed in the image of Jesus because of the amount of time that I'm investing in those activities. So I, oh, for me, I gauge it by if I want to become more Christ-like, then I need to spend more time with Jesus, right? By the, the company you keep is who you become. If you want to look more like the world, then, then spend time just being in the world. And by the way, it's not always um, bad things. I mean, you want to be mindful of that, but just, just be mindful of, of who are you becoming. And that's why I love week one we started with that, is determine the who before the what. Who do you want to become? Next, uh, the next week we talked about you know, what are the good habits that, that we want to have in our life? And, and based on that, you want to become a more godly husband, a, a more faithful person to Jesus, whatever you, you want to become, right? Then we have to say that you've got to make it easy, make it obvious. Make it easy, make it obvious. And then this week we we're saying, you know, it's important to stop some of these bad habits because they're actually going to lead me somewhere. And we say make it hard make it hard to do those things that you want to do be mindful of the triggers that will trigger that for you see every time you pray with your kids you become a godly dad every time you practice your instrument you become a musician every time you work out you become an athlete every time you serve, give, and love, you become an ambassador of Jesus. And every time you decide that you're going to give up a bad habit, you're, you're a devil-kicking, God-honoring overcomer. <laughs> and that's what I want for you. I, I want you guys to feel like you're, you're, you're winning in, in the way that God wants you to win. I'm not just saying winning in, in just to feel good about yourself, but to say that, that, you know what? I can be the person that God has designed me to be. And I don't have to live with regrets. I don't have to live with all of a sudden um, these big things become big things because of the small habits. Instead, you're going to be saying, you know what? The good habits are going to define me in the future of who I am. And yes, you are a devil-kicking God-honoring overcomer, and that's what I love about you. Welcome to Church Online. My name is Pastor Mark, and I just want to say thank you for taking the time to join us in watching our services online. Maybe you can't be at our location today, and you're watching this from home or on the road. We just want to say thank you for tuning in. 
and maybe you can't get to a physical location at Grace Capital Church, then this becomes part of your regular routine to do church live on your computer or on your device. We want to say, invite some friends with you. Do church together. Life is so much better together and discovering what God has for us is meant to be done in community. Gather people together and enjoy these services for weeks to come. Thank you for watching.